0: Hare Krishna, a very warm welcome to all the devotees. His Grace Samitasana Prabhu very kindly explained us six things which destroy our bhakti. The class was based on second verse of the book Nectar of Instruction. I hope you would have come across that book. If not, kindly try to read that book. It is very, very important book for those who wish to attain success in spiritual life. The practical rules and regulations that we have to follow are mentioned over there. So there are six things which destroy bhakti. And then in the next verse which we are going to discuss today, Srila Rupa Goswami explains six principles which enhance bhakti, which are favorable for bhakti. And these six principles are so powerful that if we follow them nicely, our success in spiritual life is guaranteed, it is assured. So spiritual life has to be followed under the strict guidance of spiritual master. Just like people take help of professional coaches for attaining even some mundane success of having a high or long jump, running few meters very very fast. So if you have to have the success in the most difficult field of activity, getting freedom from all the laws of nature, you need very, very expert guidance. But I understand some of you would be very new, maybe for the first time you have come across a session from the Hare Krishna movement. So let us have some background because one may wonder six principles of Uh, bhakti. But what is this bhakti? Why are we supposed to do that? And there are so many other ways and so many such questions can be there. So to understand this firmly, first let us understand a story. And this story is the story of happiness. So what is the story of happiness? So we have a few slides for you. Yeah, you can see there. So there has been a world report starting 2012 and this report is about the happiest nations of the world. So this is a standard report, very, very bona fide, very authorised report because we want to find out which are the best places to live, you know, we do do all these calculations. Let me find out what is the best place to live and then let me ship there. Then I also will be happy. So they have been compiling this very nice report. So here we can see on the screen, top 10 happiest nations. This report is of 2015. I stumbled upon uh, the report of this year. So you can see the list of happiest nations. So for me, it is very, very small, but I can see of the countries. It is Denmark, Finland, Australia, and all such uh, European countries are listed over there. And then, Contrary to the happy nations, there is a list of depressed nations. How do we understand whether somebody is uh, happy or distressed? So distressed or depressed, it is easy to understand. The nation which is consuming more depression pills, we can understand that they are not happy. So this data has been compiled basis. The world's biggest consumers of antidepressants. So these numbers you are see, they are per thousand people so you can see all these countries 130 people 150 90 people so on an average one in every 10 people in these countries they are consuming anti-depressing pills so just imagine every 10 person is depressed to the degree he's taking two pills so we wish to avoid these countries which are very very depressed and we wish to move to the countries which are very very happy. So if we compare these two nations side by side to set of nations, they should be starkly completely different, isn't it? There is a list of happy nations, there is a list of depressed nations. But, as they say, truth is stranger than fiction. When I stumbled upon... Comparing them, so I was just doubting, something should be wrong. How can they measure happiness, isn't it? We don't say, oh, I am happy 2 kgs, my neighbor is happy 4 kgs. <laughs> my wife is 5 kilograms full of happiness, my son is 1 kilogram full of happiness. No, how do you measure that? And then I was surprised when I compared uh, these two lists side by side, and the result you also can see. Iceland. Denmark, Canada, Finland, Sweden, New Zealand, Australia. Among the top 10 happiest nations and among the top 10 most depressed nations, there are seven nations which are common. Isn't it surprising? So the seven nations which are considered the happiest, they are most distressed, most depressed nations of the world also. They are consuming maximum anti-depressing pills. Oh, this is very surprising. How is it possible? The nations which are most happy, you see just uh, such wonderful scores, 7.5, 7.56, 7.52. Switzerland, Iceland, Denmark, Norway, Canada, Finland. Finland has been uh, rated the happiest nation this year, previous year and I think even before that. Consistently, it is there among the happiest nations. But you see, Finland is there where people consume maximum. It is the 10th nation in the list of consuming maximum pills. So how do we understand this? So that is why. We have to understand. It is very, very difficult to quantify happiness. So what we perceive that These things are going to give me happiness. So these researchers, they went and they qualified nations basis these criteria. And what is that? GDP per capita. They went and asked that what is the GDP here per capita. And then corruption. If you have less corruption, they just the perception of corruption and generosity. How well you think people are generous in your countries? So they found these nations which are ranking good the points they have got basis these factors because nobody can absolutely measure happiness like temperature 98.6 99 100 104 you cannot measure it so they went and measured all these factors so the nation which has got very good gdp per capita which has got uh, less corruption which has got people who has got people who are very very generous and they have social support robust structure they have got freedom and healthy life expectancy so if all these factors are good then they took it for granted these nations should be happy nations but we see that all these countries they score very high on all these parameters but they are not happy nations actually thus it is a scam so that is why people do not know it is a very big scam we think if the national GDP is more, or my GDP is more, I can earn more. If the nation becomes free, or if I have more freedom, just like the children, they want to have freedom. And the child thinks, so when will I go to college, when will I have more freedom, and my life would be very very good. When will I marry the person of my choice, or divorce the person of my choice, and then my life would be very good. But then he realizes how badly he has messed up his or her life. So it's a very big scam. We think certain things will make us happy, and these parameters are defined by the greatest think tanks of the world. But unfortunately, they cannot compare these reports that your understanding, so the devil lies in the detail, why the happiest nations are consuming most antidepressing pills because they are actually not happy. You have just measured the criteria which you think should make the nation happy. So India now, you see, is an independent nation, but people are more depressed than the pre-independence era. So thus it is an illusion. Freedom will make me happy. Sense, enjoyment will make me happy. Money will make me happy. GDP, that will make me happy. Otherwise, China and US should not have been among top three depressed nations of the world. Money does not make you happy. Even if people are very, very generous, people are very polite, that also will not make you happy. If the things are very punctual, that also will not make you happy. So that is why we have to understand what is the science of happiness. nartho <speaking in Hebrew> karma So the first step of happiness is understanding what is truth. If you do not know truth, how you can be happy? If you do not know what is causing you COVID and then you develop suitable vaccines or protective measures, how can you avoid COVID and thus attain happiness? So thus understanding truth is very important to become happy. So that is why it is told, unless a person understands, he does Tatva Jigyasa, he wants to understand what is truth of this life, who am I, who is God, Who is the creator? What is the purpose of this creation? Unless he inquires about all these factors, there is no question of being happy in life. So those people who have pondered upon all these questions, they have approved that these Vedic literatures are the bona fide literatures for explaining truths. And Krishna also asserts. And uh, we understand those who are regular in the Bhagavad Gita classes, Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita, what you think as the source of happiness on the material platform are the only sources of misery. prahlad Maharaj tells in Srimad Bhagavatam, As soon as a person takes out first step to improve the conditions of happiness, his distress immediately begins. So if a person is satisfied by the conditions arranged by the nature, he is just satisfied keeping his body and soul together and works for Tattva Jiggyasa, understanding what is the truth of this life, such a person will be peaceful. So that is the law of this nature, this material world. As soon as you take first step out to increase your happiness in life, the conditions of distress begin here. So thus we can understand that uh, are we planning to increase happiness in our life then the result would be simply misery, more and more misery in our life. So why this is happening? So the Vedas explain, Lord Krishna explains in the Bhagavad Gita and all the bona fide sages, the seers of truth have approved. Mama evansho we are all part and parcel of God. And who is God? We have to consult the experts Uh, so the experts in the science of spirituality they all approve uh, that krishna is the supreme personality of godhead and krishna himself declares nobody else no other person claims that i am god and we can see from the result also if you take shelter of most powerful person then no other thing can disturb you in this world isn't it if uh, you have taken shelter of let's say the king of a nation, then in that nation at least nobody can disturb you. So we can see that all those people. So it should be a very surprising factor that how come in India we have a culture that people go and live in the mountains, people live in uh, very very tough situations, and they have left their entire palace property. All the kings they would take sannyas. This is a culture. Why they are enduring so many difficulties? Because there is a very extraordinary, very high kind of happiness. So this is the proof. Anybody who takes shelter of Krishna and we have great examples in our country. So in India at least we should take the full advantage of the opportunity. We have got great many examples right from the time of uh, uh, Parishit Maharaj. These are the times when the Vedas actually were uh, compiled by Vyasadeva in written format. So Parishit Maharaj, simply when he started hearing about Krishna, he so much got absorbed in transcendental ecstasy that he forgot eating, drinking or sleeping also. He just kept on sitting in one place hearing Bhagavatam, the message of Krishna. Similarly, Shukdev Goswami, Shukdev Goswami, such an exalted transcendentalist. He was uh, so powerful that he was not coming out of the womb of his mother. Such an advanced yogi that uh, he was able to contain himself in the womb for 16 years. And he spoke this knowledge. And Shukdev Goswami, if you read Bhagavatam, these sages are so powerful. He is describing the past, how the earth came into existence, universe came into existence. And he is describing future also, what is going to happen, which all personalities will come, how many years they will rule. So past, present and future, everything is known to them. And even though uh, if all these things appear very uh, fantastic to us, we have recent examples also. We have examples of uh, Tukaram, if you are from Maharashtra. How everybody witnessed that he there is no samadhi, there is no cremation ceremony for him. A plane came from the Vaikuntha and it took Tukaram and that place is still there. If you come with us after Covid time, we can take you on a trip to that place. And so his body was never found in front of all the villagers he was taken. And uh, so many other examples are there. Prahlad Maharaj is there, Haridas Thakur is there, Mirabai is there. You give them poison, poison won't act upon them. You beat them and you are trying to kill them. But they are not the least bit disturbed. They are smiling and happy, absorbed in ecstasy. So what is this life? What happens when you surrender to Krishna that nothing in the world is disturbing you? You This is the science of Krishna consciousness. This proves that Krishna is supreme personality of Godhead. Because there is nothing else that a person uh desires in life there is nothing that can disturb a devotee of krishna so thus this is the proof that we have taken shelter of god there is evidence from the devotees who have dedicated their lives to find god to understand god and krishna himself also declares and everybody who has followed this path this path given in the vedas bhagavad gita he understands that he is getting freedom from the laws of nature so there is sufficient theory sufficient proof sufficient example of authorities who have attested this knowledge as being perfect. So thus this is the only way to become happy. We have seen from the example of Vedas and if you believe in modern statistics and modern scholars then we have shown you the statistics also. That these factors which we think will make us happy we have seen in our personal life also. It does not satisfy us or make us happy. So that is why the Vedas tell how these people are so much satisfied in jungle, mountains or Uh, villages or temples, without any so-called material enjoyment, because the real enjoyment lies when a person engages himself in loving service of God. Here also we have little experience, glimpse of that. That is why human form of life is very very rare. We can understand spiritual life perfectly with other animals who also have intelligence for satisfying the demands of the body. So that is why we should not waste our time simply in arranging food, sex and sleep for us. All these facilities are available to animals but animals cannot understand what we can understand. Just like here, we are not satisfied simply by satisfying our gross or subtle senses. Here also if we want actual relish in our life, we engage in the service of other living beings. So that is why a person is working very very hard and spends all the money on his family members because what want is the pleasure of the heart? Or if family is not there? We spend that money. Sometimes people bequeath the entire money that they have earned on their dog. So this relationship is required. We are yearning, hankering for relationship. So we want this pleasure of love. But in this material world we find this love is not possible. Because everyone is only self-interested. So this is called bhakti. So bhakti is the process of developing or rather reviving. We have simply forgotten there is no need to form a relationship like we form with the people here in this world. The relationship already exists. But we forget. We all understand how we are forgetful. We don't uh, remember what we ate yesterday or day before or at least last week. We don't remember so many things we keep on forgetting. Previous life we don't remember at all. Very rarely some people remember. So we have simply forgotten what is our relationship with God so revival of that memory and then acting in that relationship there is a unique relationship between us and god that satisfies us completely savai punsam paro dharmo yato bhaktir adhokshaje so we are confused Which job should i do which business should i do so the shastras mention that occupational duty is best for you yato bhaktir adhokshaje which helps you to develop bhakti for adhokshaja. adhokshaja means which is beyond the senses and mind by senses you cannot perceive by mind you cannot understand he is called adhokshaja so any occupational duty which helps you to develop unalloyed loving devotional service for god krishna that is the best occupation for you because the purpose of this human form of life is not to do anything else than bhakti because yayatma suprasidati ki apratihata now this bhakti should not be Oh Krishna, please give me good health, give me good money, give me husband or wife. No. Just for the satisfaction of Krishna, mother is not thinking child will give me something. Mother spontaneously wants to serve the child. In that way, spontaneously, simply for the satisfaction of Krishna, causeless. And upright pratihata, uninterrupted. Our day and night, everything should be absorbed in the service of God. Our consciousness should be absorbed in the service of God. So again in human formula of life we can understand just like a mother is always conscious. A oh, child is eaten or not, child is crying or not, what it is doing, always conscious. In this way when a living entity is always conscious of God, 24 hours is engaged in bhakti and ahetuki without any motive. It is that pleasure for which we are hankering. So in order to attain this platform, Loving a person in this world is easy but developing love for God is not easy because God does not help us revive this understanding, this memory very easily because if anybody develops bhakti, then Krishna comes in the control of such a devotee. So you can control God who is controlling all these unlimited universes and even the spiritual world. So God uh, will not offer his control to somebody so easily. So that is why it is not easy. So we have to avoid the things, the six things which uh, we saw in the previous session spoil our bhakti and we have to follow these principles which enhance our bhakti. So which are those principles? Shilaroob Goswami explains, all of you please read this book. So lecture is important and reading book is also important. That is how we take education in the institutions also. Lecturers are important and book reading is also important. So I request all of you please go through Nectar of Instruction. It's a small book. If you do not have, kindly post in the comment or uh, and we'll be sharing it with you, the link. So, Srila Roop Goswami explains in verse number 3, Utsahat nishchayat dharyat tat tat karm pravartanat So, the first condition is Utsahat. What is Utsaha? Utsaha means enthusiasm. What is enthusiasm? What the materialists call passion. We don't call passion because there is no scope of passion in spiritual life. <coughs> Thank you, pardon. We call it enthusiasm. Just like a materialist is enthusiastic. Oh yes, I have to get gold medal in the Asian Games or Olympics. Then they start training from a very young age. Children 7 years, 8 years with a racket in the court or they are running on the field. And they work so hard, especially in the countries which get many many gold medals. So they are so enthusiastic. In our country they are enthusiastic for cracking (laughs) J.E. From 10 years, 12 years he is coaching for J.E. So how they are so enthusiastic? The child has hardly learned how to grab a pen. And then he is preparing for some very advanced examination because they are enthusiastic. They think oh if I crack this examination, again it is a perception, nothing happens by that. It is only illusion. Nothing in our life but only bhakti will satisfy us. But nevertheless, just like a child thinks toy will satisfy me, grown-up children, the entire population is nothing but grown-up children in the absence of Vedic education. They think by cracking some examination, making money or having something in my life will make me happy. But the principle is they are enthusiastic. Unless somebody is enthusiastic, it is very difficult to attain anything even on material platform. So this enthusiasm, Srila Prabhupada explains, is like an engine. So we all understand because we have been enthusiastic from material desire, especially after listening to many motivational speakers. You can do it. Come on, you do it. So enthusiastic. Similar enthusiasm should be there for spiritual life. And this is real achievement. Whatever we attain in material platform, that would be lost with the loss of body. The name, fame, people, reputation, money, skills, knowledge, it is all finished. But on the spiritual platform, If we are having enthusiasm, then what is the result? We have defeated, defeated all diseases, not just COVID. People are worried, Prabhu, how can we, when would the COVID stop? So we tell, just surrender to Krishna, please. And then we can surpass not just COVID, but all the diseases. We can uh, surpass all the unlimited old ages, which we have to suffer life after life. And we can surpass even death. So we should be so enthusiastic, I am going to surpass death, I am going to surpass old age, I am going to surpass the disease and I will be having this unlimited happiness. We recently had Ram Nomi. So all these festivals are there so that we can do nice kirtan and hear the pastimes of Lord and the devotees. Krishna comes here just to show how wonderful is the pleasure of this relationship. Just see Lord Hanuman and various other devotees. He's is tearing apart his chest and he's not at all concerned with the pain. So what is this life? And for two days, three days, seven days, devotees are fasting, being absorbed in chanting and hearing. Three days, Vakreshwar Pandit continuously is dancing. Can you imagine three days a person can dance continuously? Yes, that is called spiritual ecstasy. Murari Das three days within the water, he is unconscious and completely within the water. He is coming out, he is slapping the tigers. He is unaware, I am facing a tiger. So what is this uh, consciousness? That a person is completely oblivious, whether he is in water, he does not die in the water. He is dancing for three days, does not get exhausted. What is this state? That a person surpasses the laws of nature. So he should be enthusiastic. That laws of nature will not act upon me. And Prabhupada tells you have some knowledge of God, so you would be very, very enthusiastic. Yes, I wish to see God, I wish to see Him. Yes, when we are seeing the deities in the temple, deities are non different from Krishna. So whichever form we can carve out of material elements, Krishna takes that form. So the deity is Krishna only, standing in that particular form. But there is original form of Krishna from which all the deity forms, other forms have expanded. And we can speak to Krishna, interact with Krishna in that that form. So Prabhupada, you should be very, very eager. I wish to see Krishna. So this is called enthusiasm. Without enthusiasm, success is not possible. Either on the material sphere or in the spiritual sphere. So this is the first condition, so with this enthusiasm we should engage ourselves in devotional service. And after enthusiasm, what is required? Utsahat, Nishchayat, dharyat. Patience is also required because some people, they are enthusiastic just like many, many people. You know, we have all experienced, we go for, we enroll for any new course, they all pay the registration fees dance classes, guitar classes, swimming classes, singing classes or gymnasium and after few days everything goes away. Enthusiasm was there but then somehow they were not having patience. Uh, No it is so tough. I cannot play guitar. I think it's too tough. It is taking a lot of time. Let me leave it. So patience is not there. So this patience is also very much required. So sometimes we pick up spiritual life, we read Bhagavad Gita, we get enthused, yes, I'll make my life successful. But then because of past conditioning, we fail. We are not able to follow the rules and regulations nicely. And then we think, oh, let us do, you know, Maya will give all these thoughts. Let us do one thing perfectly. I am neither belonging to spiritual life or material life. Spiritual life we'll see later when I get sufficient spiritual strength. Let me focus on material life. Such thoughts may come. So please do not lose hope. It is a fact that there would be setbacks and failures in the beginning. So we should be ready for that, Prabhupada explains. So we all know how we rode bicycle, we fell so many times, or we learned skating, those we have learned, or even a child who is learning to walk. He falls many a times, but then that is a natural process. Every child falls and every child, when he grows up, he never falls again. So there is a stage of spiritual life from which a person does not fall down. And a person simply has to patiently persevere understanding this falling down is a phase of life. So the patience, this we can understand from uh, many great sages, especially because we have just crossed Ram Nami. So we can understand from the life of sage Vishwamitra. So Vishwamitra is a person of exemplary patience. For thousands of years he meditated and then he spent his punya on elevating a king to heaven in this body. Then again he meditated and then uh, Indra got worried because how do you become devata, controller of universal affairs by doing this uh, tapasya, charity, penance very very nicely. So when somebody is doing penance, Indra gets afraid. Oh he may take my position, he can become next king. Uh, of the heavenly planet. So, he would try to disturb. So, Indra sent uh, Menka to disturb Vishwamitra. And Vishwamitra got disturbed. And then they uh, lived for a long time and they had a child also. And then Vishwamitra realized, what have I done? How I spoiled my spiritual life? And uh, then again he continued. And this time again Indra, he was advancing in his spiritual life after the great setback. Again Indra sent another uh, Apsara from heaven. So this time he had taken a vow of following brahmacharya, lifelong. I will not fall down now. So then when this Apsara came, he did not uh, get carried away by the lust. But then he got struck by anger. And he became very angry. You have come here to disturb. And he cursed that uh, I think it was Rambha who came for the second time. So Vishwamitra cursed that he become stone here for so many years. And then he realized, oh what have, have I done? I have cursed in anger. So again that was a setback. He fell down in spiritual life. So anger is a great impediment in spiritual life. Lust is also a great impediment in spiritual life. Lust, anger, greed, these are the gateways to hell. These should be controlled. So again it was a setback. Again uh, he had to start but uh, then he started and then he perfected his life. So like this even the great sages and then Vishwamitra became so very much powerful that nobody could match him. He was producing children from the tree leaves, from the trees and so many extraordinary things he could do. So like this setbacks will be there. So please do not get discouraged. So that is why when we read Bhagavatam, so, Bhagavatam, when we have started reading, it is explained, you read, these Nectar of Instruction, it is mentioned. This process is so powerful. If we simply stick on to the process, success is assured, it is guaranteed. Tato jayam udhirayet, nasht prayeshu abhadreshu nityam Bhagavat sevaya. Simply do nityam Bhagavat sevaya, everyday, regularly, constantly keep on hearing Bhagavatam and then the success is assured. Tato Jayam Udi Rayat, you declare success in the beginning itself. This is the process. So simply we have to stick on to the process and sometimes we may fail. So we should not get worried. That is why Dhaerayat, patience is very much required. There could be impediments which are the cause of our failure or there could be delay in attaining the success. I am following all the rules and regulations nicely. I wish to chant 16 rounds. Why am I not able to control the mind? Let me give up the process. No, do not give up. So Valmiki, what can be a worse example than him of a person of bad character? He was killing people, dacoit. And he was so very much sinful that he was not able to chant the name of Ram also. So we all can chant the name Ramakrishna very easily, isn't it? So we are much more qualified. And he was not able to chant. He was so, so uh, the name of God also does not come easily on the tongue. So when Narad Muni told you chant, he told not possible sir, I cannot do this. Please help me, what should I do? Then Narad Muni told him, okay you chant Mara. Then he started chanting Mara and then uh, the name of God is so powerful that also became very very effective. And although he had to meditate for a long time, 60,000 years, but then he made his life perfect. So this process has been so perfect that people who were uh, very very disqualified, they became the authors of one of the most authoritative scripture, Ramayana and all. So that is why there is a very, very great hope and there are many such examples, numerous examples, where people of very low and fallen character have risen to the highest spiritual platform. So we are much better off. So that is why we should be very very hopeful and please do not get discouraged. If there is any difficulty, associate with the devotees, take their help, take their guidance. But please do not leave the process because it is perfect. We are strictly following the Veda, scriptures, Bhagavad Gita example of previous authorities. So patience is required. Do not get discouraged. Enthusiasm and then patience. Do not lose your enthusiasm maya will arrange all the ways and means so that it can sap your enthusiasm away. So we have to have patience. Nishchaya, Dharya Nishchaya, having confidence is also very very important. So Nishchaya means confidence and Nishchaya means determination also. So this confidence we can develop when we can in the association of devotees we engage in devotional service. That is a uh, very very important element. Confidence that simply if I discharge, if I satisfy Krishna, then all other duties are done. Only satisfaction of Krishna will satisfy me or all the people who are connected to me. So this strong confidence should be there. If I am following this process, success is assured. Just like the people, how they are convinced, if I get money, my happiness is assured. They are very very confident. If they are not confident, then it is so difficult. Earning money is not easy. For 25 years, 20, 22 years at least, on an average, you have to just work, work, work and slog like anything morning to evening and one rupee would not fall in your pocket or account. So for all these years, you have to struggle, struggle and struggle. If a person is not having nishchaya, the confidence that money will make me happy, no person can take such enormous endeavor. So by reading, by associating with the devotees, we develop this faith, this confidence. That this path which I, which I am following, it is going to solve my problems of repeated birth, death, old age and disease. And it will give me ever increasing unlimited happiness. I am going to go beyond all the laws of nature. So this confidence also should be there. Ushsahat, patience, tat Now, what will maintain our enthusiasm, what will give us confidence that is tat What does it mean? So, there are some regulative principles which are laid down. It begins with the four principles we should avoid, that is striya, suna, dyutipana, meat eating, intoxication, gambling, illicit sex. We should avoid breaking these principles and we have to chant 16 rounds of Hare Krishna Mahamantra and then positively engage in the service of Krishna. So, usually people think bhakti means uh, shedding some tears for Krishna. So Prabhupada's personal servant, so Prabhupada would have two people always accompanying him wherever he would be there in the world. One was his secretary, another was his servant. Secretary means official duties, he would take care, writing the letters dictating on behalf of Prabhupada and we know what secretaries do. And the servant would do personal chores, arranging for personal comforts, cooking for Prabhupada, serving Prabhupada and all such things. So one of the devotees who served a long time as Prabhupada's servant, he recollects that he was there in the airport along with all the other devotees. And Prabhupada was going to come and all the devotees were so expectant, they were doing a jubilant kirtan. And as soon as Prabhupada arrived there, immediately everyone was crying and they were shedding tears and they were so much enthusiastic, so exuberant and amazing was the kirtan that everybody else also was stunned everywhere. What is this? How they are so happy and people do experience this even now sometimes when they visit our temples. They tell, oh why these devotees are so happy? Why they are jumping and dancing so nicely? So when they would receive Prabhupada, so yes, practically the devotees experienced an extraordinary kind of happiness which is not possible to experience on by material enjoyment. But then this devotee told that somehow I was not fortunate and I was not feeling those emotions and I was not able to experience those tears seeing Prabhupad. And he was concerned about it. So then anyway, Prabhupad came and he was feeling a little dejected and he was serving Prabhupada. And while offering massage to Prabhupad, he asked, Prabhupad, uh, so I am very unfortunate. So all these God-brothers, uh, they become so ecstatic seeing you and they cry, they jump, they dance very exuberantly, but I don't have such feelings for you. So he was expecting from Prabhupada Samasa, but Prabhupada chose to remain silent at that time. And then he went, he did some other things, he came back. And then Prabhupada told, so you like serving me? So you told, yes, Prabhupada, I like serving you because servant means always he's is engaged in Prabhupada's service. In the middle of night, Prabhupada would call. Prabhupada would sleep just for two hours at night and servant would come immediately, even if he's taking rest. So always engage in service. So he was very concerned that I do not have love. So Prabhupada told you, want to engage in my service? You like serving me? So you told, yes, Prabhupada, I definitely like serving you. So Prabhupada told, yes, so that is love. So the uh, jumping, dancing or other manifestations, anybody can do, but engaging in service, this is not possible. So this is called love. This is real love. So that is why people sometimes they think, although yes, those emotions also were genuine and the service is also love of Godhead. So keeping this example apart, usually people think bhakti means uh, if I can have some tears and sometimes artificially, sometimes sentimentally, they try to have tears (laughs) <laughs> when they listen to bhajans or when they see God, they will see his picture or go to temples. But uh, this may be the result of simply some uh, sentiment. Uh, just like when we see any other drama or a movie, sometimes people cry see, seeing wonderful dramas, acts and movies also. Similarly, we can shed tears uh, for Krishna also. Uh, so those tears may not be on spiritual platform, may not be the result of love of God or spiritual advancement. So real Bhakti Prabhupada told does not mean uh, simply shedding tears and then engaging yourself in material duties. So Bhakti means positive activity, active service that is called Tat Tat karm pravartanat. After following four regulative principles chanting 16 rounds, person should positively engage in the service of Krishna. So Krishna has got varieties of service. Just like uh, in any company, there are so many departments. Similarly in Krishna consciousness also, sometimes people ask, Prabhuji, your morning sadhana is over uh, 4 to 9 or 4 to 10. Then after that, what do you do entire day? So they think that they must be simply entire day. They would be simply doing bhajan, sitting in front of Krishna or meditating. Yes, we do that in the morning. But then tat tat karm varieties of activities are there. Just like any company, they have production department, they have operations department, they have publicity, they have uh, HR department and so many other things are there. Housekeeping. Similarly, everything is there for Krishna's service. You clean the temple of Krishna, you become housekeeping. You see the devotees who are visiting the temple, that is front desk. Or you are there in the recruitment department, people want to become full-time devotees, you recruit them, help them. All such publicity, uh, publishing magazines, books and all such things are there but all these activities for the satisfaction of Krishna. So either uh, we engage full time in the service of Krishna or if you are working outside, we dedicate the result to Krishna. But Tat Tat Karam pravartanat, engaging in positive service of Krishna is very very important. So simply just uh, uh, feeling some sentiments or trying to develop some sentiments without active service that will not lead to perfection of service, any tangible benefit. So, using our energy for Krishna is very, very important. That is what Krishna sees, not the results. After that, Sangh So, if we engage in the service of Krishna very nicely, that will give us enthusiasm. And if we associate with the non-devotees, Sangh we should uh, leave that association. Just like now, we are very much clear how risky it is to associate with the person who has got COVID. One cow, they tell, 6 feet, 12 feet apart, you maintain the distance. And then you have masks, you have screens and so many other things. You clean yourself very, very nicely. So in a similar fashion, we should maintain distance from the materialists, it is told. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was asked from one of his householder disciples, uh, because Mahaprabhu told in order to advance in spiritual life, we have to serve the Vaishnavas, the devotees of Krishna. This is how you do tat tat karma engage in seva. So, uh, he asked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, that is very nice, I would like to do that, but how to understand who is a Vaishnava? So, uh, injunction is you have to serve the devotees of Krishna, but how to understand devotees, especially in this age of Kali when there is a lot of cheating. Many people may roam around in robes, they may have Tilak, they may have Kanti, and they may do many other things, like Bhaktisdhan Maharaj, when he was speaking on Upanishads. And uh, some people were sitting there thinking, oh, uh, this uh, Bhaktisdhan Maharaj would speak about loving affairs of Radha and Krishna. Those are very intimate pastimes. So they reject the knowledge of the Upanishads. So when they started moving away and they rejected, oh, this is not important. So although they were living in Radha Kund, the most exalted place in the universe to live, Bhaktisdhan Maharaj told they are not living Radha Kund, they are living in Narakunda. <laughs> so... Uh, It is uh, very, very misleading in the age of Kali Yoga. A person can be living in dham, but he could be a materialist. A person can be having the title of a sadhu, but he could be a very corrupt person from the heart. So how to understand who is a Vaishnava? Anybody can speak sweet words, can quote the shlokas from the memory and so many other things. Produce some ash or gold magically, have some small siddhi. So how to understand who is a Vaishnava? So Mahaprabhu gave a very nice litmus test and that is Asat Sangatyaga Ei Vaishnava A man is known by the company he keeps. So Vaishnava cannot live in the company of, you will not find Vaishnava in the company of non-devotees. Asat Sangatyaga Ei Vaishnava achar So Vaishnava means who leaves the association of the materialist. So thus, leaving the association of materialist is very very important because it is a highly contaminating activity. A person loses all the enthusiasm, a person gets all the doubts about spiritual life and again he continues this very difficult process of having enjoyment by satisfying the senses. So leaving association of materialist is fifth element and then last but not the least is Satovratte Vrattehe. What is Satovratte? Krishna consciousness cannot be realized as long as there is uh, rajas and tamas in our mind-body system. How we can understand rajas and tamas? By lust and greed in our heart. So we have to be on the platform of shuddha Satpaguna, spiritual energy, to properly execute devotional life, to feel unalloyed happiness. So the previous acharyas, uh, they have set down certain standards how, good our, how our life should be and it starts with 4 o'clock, Srila Prabhupada explains, you get up 4 o'clock in the morning, Brahmurta, by 4 o'clock every sincere spiritualist should be up, you can get up early also but 4 o'clock we should always be up and then we should offer Mangala Arati. after Mangala Arati, you chant 16 rounds or uh, your prescribed number of rounds and then you hear Bhagavatam, read Bhagavatam, sing dance in front of Krishna and uh, uh, in this way you begin your life, you begin your day and then you take bhat two times a day, three times a day, offer uh, food to Krishna, eat only the food items which are offered to Krishna, do not accept anything else and observing fasting on various days, observing ekadashi and so many other celebrating festivals and various things are uh, designed by the previous acharyas in order to uh, give us this spiritual realization to keep us on the spiritual platform of Shuddha Satpagana. So, very strictly, we should follow their instructions. Just like that, leads who train for Olympics, they very strictly follow whether they have to watch television or not, what time they have to watch, uh, whether they have to read the news or not, everything they consult what time they have to enter the court, they have to lead the court, what they have to eat, not to eat, how to sleep, what to wear, what not to wear, whom to meet, which party to go, not to wear, everything they consult the coach. So in a similar fashion, spiritual life also should be executed very, very professionally. So this standard system we have to follow which the Acharyas have given, the standard program. So this morning program is there, daytime, engage in the duties for Krishna and then evening when you come back, then again sandwich program, again do some kirtan and call your friends, neighbors, and then you discuss Krishna Katha, and then go to sleep. In this way, we have to follow these principles very, very nicely. This is called Sato Vratte, following the footsteps of the previous Acharyas. So all the programs that we follow in the Hare Krishna movement, morning program, evening program, Prabhupada explains, uh, this we have taken from Rupa Goswami, immediate disciple of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He gave it to us, and so I am passing it to you as it is. So we have to follow all these six things very nicely. So which are the six things? Enthusiasm. Always remember it's a powerful engine. Without enthusiasm, no success. Utsahat. Nishchayat. You have to have confidence. And then patience. Perseverance is required. Don't get discouraged by the failure because success is assured on this path. If you simply stick on to it, just a matter of time usahat Nishchayat, dharya Tat, Tat, Following the 4 Regulative Principles and Positive Regulation of 16 Rounds and Positively Engaging Yourself in Varieties of Activities in the Service of Krishna Sangatyagat Leaving the Association of Materialists very very strictly, not having any intimate dealings with them and Satovratye and this, leaving the association of devotees can be executed very easily if you live in the society of devotees. Man is a social animal. If you don't have your social circle among the devotees, we would seek association of the non-devotees. So that is why we have so many centers. So those people who want to serve Krishna full-time, this is a facility, they can live here. Those who want to do part-time, we have other facilities around the temple center, you can live very nicely. But we have to live in the association of devotees, live with devotees. And in this way, Sangatyagat can happen very easily. And last but not the least, Regulating our life very very strictly. Sleep on time, get up on time, follow the morning program very, very strictly. Even though we are tired at times, we are little sick at times, but we should not fail in following the disciplined morning program, evening program in our lives. vratte Shadbir Bhakti Prasiddhyati. So it is guaranteed over there. And Srila Prabhupada reaffirms that anybody who follows these six principles, success in Krishna consciousness is guaranteed for such a person. So please keep all these things in mind and uh, how to practically apply these principles in life. I request all of you can take the guidance of devotees. So now we'll be playing a very nice kirtan for you. And after kirtan, we will conclude the session followed by Q&A session. So I request all of you to absorb yourself. Uh, We cannot physically attend kirtan. So at least online, just hear very, very nicely and try to chant in the same tune. So we'll meet after this short kirtan.
1: A little louder, with your heart. Mahesh, Mahesh,
2: Krishna, Krishna, Mahesh, Mahesh,
1: Mahesh, One more time, A little louder, everybody. Hare Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama Hare, Hare.
0: Hare Krishna So, now let us take some questions. Uh, Already, some of you have posted. Others can also post in the live chat and we'll take it up. Uh, So, the first question is If Krishna cannot help girls from getting raped, including minor children, how can we help? How can he help you and me? So, yes, we can think like that, but actually, it is just like uh, if some prisoner thinks, Oh, if uh, the king cannot save me from getting hanged, then how can he save you? No, sir, we are suffering because we have committed some action in the past. So we have to understand any kind of happiness or distress that we have is because of our actions in the past life. So Krishna does not directly involve at all in this material world. He has made these laws of nature and as per the laws, if you do good activity, you enjoy. You do bad activities, you suffer. Next question. Isn't bona fide just a more complex way to say good? No, bona fide is not good. Bona fide means authorized. Bona fide spiritual master does not mean good spiritual master. Obviously he is good. Bona fide means authorized, which is perfect. Bona fide certificates, show. we call it bona fides, means this is my authority. This is the proof. So that is the meaning of bona fide. It is far beyond good. Prabhuji... How to Suppress Anger and Ego? So uh, suppression will not help, yes we will not express it uh, also, but we cannot hold it for a long time. That is why we have to engage in devotional service and by experiencing higher pleasure of devotional service, why we become angry? So the anger is transformation of lust. Lust means any desire for personal enjoyment. So when our plans are not satisfied, then we become angry. So a devotee does not plan anything for his satisfaction. He plans everything for Krishna's satisfaction. Uh, So if the result comes positively, he gets the result, he offers to Krishna. He does not get the result. It is okay, Krishna, it is your plan. So in this way, devotee can avoid anger. So just by following the principles of Krishna consciousness, the desire for personal enjoyment goes away and then there is no question of angry, uh, getting angry which is the result of getting disappointed when our personal desires are not fulfilled. So simply chant Hare Krishna Mantra offenselessly and please follow these principles strictly all these things will subside. Krishna is Vishnu's avatar, so why we worship Krishna instead of Vishnu? Uh, uh, that is not the perfect understanding because it is told in the Vedas, we have explained previously also in other sessions. so it is explained in the brahma samhita deeparchira evih dashantaram abhyupetya dipayate vivrata hetu samana dharma yasta dirge evih cha vishnu taya vibhati govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami just like from one deepa from one candle or one lamp many many candles and lamps can be lit and samana dharma all of them illuminate with equal light still there is one original candle from which all the other candles were lit. So in a similar fashion, Lord Brahma tells, Vishnu Vishnu Vibhati, one who expands himself as various unlimited Vishnu forms, Govinda Tamaham Bajami. I worship that original Govinda. So this is from Brahma Samhita, which is very authorized literature. And if you consider Bhagavad Gita also, which is the basic literature, when Krishna showed universal form to Arjuna, Arjuna wanted to see the divine form. So Krishna showed his four-handed form, Narayan form, Vishnu form, and then Krishna told, "Now I am going to show you a form which even devatas cannot see." So Lord Vishnu also enters in this all the all the other this and other material universes, but devatas cannot cross the boundary of spiritual of material universe and reach the spiritual world where Lord Krishna lives. So, devtas also have no approach to the Krishna form. So, Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita, after showing four-handed form, now see my form, which even devtas cannot see. It is rare to be seen by them. And then he shows his two-handed Krishna form, explaining that it is the Supreme. And in Bhagavatam also, Maharshi uh, Vedavyas, he has mentioned, Krishna-sthu Bhagavan-swayam, kala punsam. So, all the other avtāras incarnation, they are... uh, Plenary expansions of Krishna or portion of plenary expansion of Krishna. But tu Sanskrit word means but Krishna's to but Krishna Bhagavan Swayam he himself is supreme God. So this is the right understanding. So why people think that Krishna is incarnation of Vishnu is because all the incarnations of Krishna they happen through Lord Vishnu. You may hear some stories that the hairs are there on the chest of Lord Vishnu white hair black hair and they come as krishna and balram so all these things can be fact just like but it is not proper knowledge just like if you think uh, uh, that Nand maharaj is greater than krishna Nand maharaj is god because krishna is his son or yashoda is greater than krishna because yashoda has given birth to krishna so that is not fact krishna chose to appear through nand and yashoda and in Narsim Mavda, Krishna chose to appear through pillar. So does it mean pillar is God? No. So God can, God is present everywhere. Sometimes he appears out of nowhere and gives darshan to his devotees. Sometimes he can choose his devotees to become his parents. Sometimes he can come through pillar or any other material substance. Sometimes he can come out of water. He can come and manifest from any part of his creation. So, in a similar fashion, he appears through shirodakshai vishnu but it does not mean that shirodakshai vishnu is the original source of all the other expansions so this is the verdict reference i have given from the veda there are many many references and uh, maybe in some other dedicated session we can cover all these other topics but i hope these references are sufficient krishna says i am supreme god allah says there is no god except me other religions also define their religion as true whom should we believe? So we request you hear the Jigyasa sessions and uh, we'll share a contact number in the comments 99678-00542 This number is of Risha Govind Prabhu who takes care of all the communications So Prabhu will share a link with you and uh, so all these basic sessions, questions which you are asking all these doubts will be very easily clarified So we had conducted these uh, eight sessions under the banner of Jagyasa, you can please go through these all these sessions and all these questions will be answered. Uh, but still, uh, to explain briefly, if Krishna is telling I am Supreme God, Allah is telling I am God, it means both are the same personalities. So the same God is known by different names, just like the sun is called sun in English, it is called Surya or Ravi Bhanu in Sanskrit language. Likewise, it can have different names in different languages. Similarly, God is one person only. There is no second God. But he is known as per the language, as per the people. uh, He is having unlimited names. So there is no contradiction. Next question. Hmm. Bhagavatam says moon is far away from sun. And Prabhupada also says moon cannot be reached. But Isro Nasa, reaching the moon, should we accept... The fault of Bhagavatam with humility? No, Bhagavatam cannot be faulty because it is given by God only. God is the creator of sun, moon and everything. Although because we are new in this field, it may take some time to develop confidence. But we have to understand, uh, just like even this globe was not explored before. And Columbus, when he reached uh, America, he thought he had reached India. He was finding a trade route, sea route to India. And when he reached America, he became very happy. Yes, I found India. And that is why we know he called those people Red Indians, the aborigines of that land. And later he realized, no, it is not India. He is somewhere else. He was thinking all this while that he has reached India. In a similar fashion, space is unlimited ocean of ether. So we have just been able to send something if they are at all sending it to the nearest satellite. There are so many planets. What do we know? So the time will tell. Let us uh, wait. Other countries do not have technology to send man over there. Let the man go. Let somebody live. You yourself will understand Bhagavatam is perfect or not in just next couple of years. Can astrology be considered as a scientific and trustworthy? Yes, astrology is a very great science. And so I request you attend please our uh, Bhagavad Gita sessions. The recordings are available on the pod Yesterday only we were discussing various evidences of astrology in Bhagavatam also you will find. So it's a very great science. However, such scientists who know astrology today may be very, very less. But uh, some people, even now, they exist who can explain in some details. So it is a very great science. How to follow maintaining these all six principles with the living outside the temple? So... If you are not able to live in the temple, then you can live near temple or in the association of devotees anywhere. Temple does not mean only the temple where uh, the Hare Krishna movement's board is there, SCON is there. So anywhere where you, in a regulated manner, do whatever is being done in temple, that place is temple. So Prabhupada's desire, Chaitanya Prabhu's desire is every house should be a temple. So, there is no question of if I am not living in temple, we have to live in temple. This is very important. We have to make our house temple. Unless we make our house temple, there is no question of uh, attaining spiritual perfection. So, it is very, very easy. Keep a picture of Krishna or if you are advanced, initiated deity of Krishna. And it is very simple. Just follow it wherever you are doing, whatever you are doing. But live in the association of devotees wherever you are. Then maintaining temple and everything will be very, very easy devotee association please never never leave. What is the importance of Ekadashi and why we should fast on this day? So as we were discussing in the Bhagavad Gita session yesterday, influence of time on the journey of soul, uh, there are few very auspicious moments or days where we get great advantage for performing spiritual activities. Just like you jump like that or jump from a springboard, you can have a good leap from the springboard. So when we are in Sattva Guna and we follow spiritual practices, it is like springboard. It helps us to advance very fast. So that is why Brahma Murta time is very good. So just like few hours in the day are very good, similarly few days entirely are very good. And one such day is Ekadashi, 11th day of every fortnight. So if we fast on that day, because that day is very auspicious for spiritual life, we try to save time, we try to minimize our eating, we try to minimize our sleeping and maximize our chanting, hearing, dancing for Krishna. Next question, why do I continue bhakti for few months and again fall down and again start bhakti after few months? So as I I told, this is the process, the child falls down, Again he tries to walk, again he falls down, but then a time will come when there is no longer falling down. So please have patience and try to rectify with the help of devotees you are falling down. Take their help and a time will come when we will not fall down. When does Krishna intervene in law of karma and what is the condition when Krishna helps one to deliver from this material world? Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita, 18th chapter verse number 65-66 Sarv dharmān parityajya sharanam raja Aham tvam sar pape bhyo mokshai I will free you from all the sinful activities when sarv dharmān parityajya maam ekam sharanam raja. When we surrender completely to Krishna. Yes Krishna this day onwards I will follow you completely whatever you are telling. When will king uh, absolve us of our crimes? When we agree at least Krishna. Oh my dear king I will not Uh, commit any breach of the laws which you have made. So we should uh, try to read all these laws, read the instructions of Bhagavad Gita, what is legal, what is illegal, what I am supposed to do, not supposed to do and completely surrender to Krishna. Now Krishna, I just want to follow perfectly, no any other independent desire. That day onwards, all the past karma is finished, squared up. And practically that happens when you take Diksha from the spiritual master. So this is how we surrender to Krishna because next question you may ask, so how to surrender to Krishna? Where do we find Krishna? So that is why Krishna sends his representative. If we are following uh, our local uh, rules and regulations very nicely, local policemen or traffic police very nicely, it means we are following the king or the uh, prime minister, the government. So if you are following the representative of Krishna, we are surrendered to him means we are surrendered to Krishna. So this surrendering to Krishna means Diksha ceremony. When a person agrees to surrender completely to his Guru, spiritual master. That day onwards, his karma is finished. Prabhuji, how to deal with negative people who always speak negatively? So don't deal with them. That is what we discussed today. Uh, Try to maintain association of devotees. And yes, sometimes it may not be practical because we are living in this world, we interact with them. So when we are living with devotees and when we are executing Krishna consciousness very nicely, Krishna is there in the heart, the best teacher. So as per uh, the person, the situation, custom instructions will be revealed from Krishna within the heart, how to deal with them. So the simple solution is always engage in the service of Krishna never forget Krishna. Always meditate on the lotus feet of Krishna within the heart and then Krishna will guide us how to have such dealings. And when we are always absorbed in chanting Krishna's name, thoughts of Krishna, then such negativity we will be able to avoid easily. How to continue enthusiasm in studies and how KC helps in it? So you should be enthusiastic for your studies. If studies are helping you to advance in Krishna consciousness, if studies are taking you away from Krishna Consciousness, then there is no use of being enthusiastic in studies. So, uh, one should be enthusiastic in one's occupation, one's studies, if it helps him to grow in Krishna Consciousness. And by following all these rules and regulations which we are describing, your study for Krishna, your work for Krishna, your uh, relationships, relationships for Krishna, everything would be taken care of very nicely. Simply follow the same process, chanting, Offenselessly, following four regulative principles, sato planning our entire day in Krishna consciousness. It is said that while dying, what thoughts we have, according to that we get birth. Yes, that is fact, Krishna tells in Bhagavad Gita. So if a dying person have thoughts of moksha, liberation from birth-death cycle, will he get moksha? Yes, he will get that, if he is absorbed on that platform. Why can't we approach Radharani like chanting Radha Kripa Radha Kripa Kataksha or Radhika stava and every day pray mercy of Srimati Radharani? So it is not that the prayers directly will give you potency without the help of spiritual master. So the Vedas are considered mother and spiritual master is considered father. Mother alone cannot give birth to a child without help of father. So that is why it is told in Bhagavad Gita, Lord Krishna explains 4th chapter verse number 34, tad viddi sevaya. It is very important to render service to spiritual master and ask him questions very very humbly by surrendering to him completely. So uh, when we follow the instructions of spiritual master, engage in his service, then whatever prayers the spiritual master gives to us, those prayers we have to chant, we have to follow. And that will help us to attain the shelter of Radha and Krishna. So rather than directly trying to follow some process, we have to follow simply the process given by the spiritual master and try to satisfy him and that will make our life successful. Instead of devoting entire day in temple for God's service, is it not advisable to do social service, helping who are suffering in society? So a very good question. So many people who have started their spiritual life may wonder, why we are stressing so much, serve God, serve God. Rather, we can go out, we can feed people, we can give them clothes, we can do whatever is in our capacity to help them. So yes, those things should be done. Uh, but we have to understand what we are doing in temple. So devotees also do not stay in the temple entire day. If they are doing uh, staying in the temple entire day, it is for bringing other people to the temple, engaging them in the service of Krishna. Devotees work very hard. Sometimes devotees are 12 hours, 12 hours every day in the week, outside on the field, trying to approach people, going door to door, and requesting them to follow Krishna consciousness, explaining the things to them. So... Uh, Uh, Now your question again can be why, why instead of serving Krishna we cannot do social service? So social service is anyway happening, one thing is, it is happening as per the laws of nature, nobody can interfere. And even if you think that you are interfering, you want to do it, what will it attain in the long term? Uh, Can can we stop death by any kind of social service? Can we stop uh, old age by any kind of social service? Can we stop diseases by any kind of social service? Can we make a person happy by any of the material comforts? If you have watched this session carefully, if you join late, please watch the beginning portion. We have shown you the slides, those countries, which are the happiest, which they considered happiest, they are actually most depressed, consuming maximum uh, anti-depression pills, because anything in this material world, name, fame, money, education, people does not fetch us happiness. So yes, As far as keeping body and soul together is required, that we should do. But that everybody has sensed it should be done and many people are out there doing social service. But some people, just like scientists, we don't criticize a scientist uh, and don't criticize a soldier, why you don't come and feed people, why you are standing there, sitting there in the siachen or what you are doing in your lab. No, they are doing some very extraordinary kind of service which can solve the problems on a mass scale. Similarly, the devotees are engaged in a very, very extraordinary scientific activity of solving the problems of birth, death, old age and disease, giving a person eternal life. This is what happens when you engage in the service of Krishna. Next question. Why, are, why there are differences in the glorification of pure devotees in parampara, while any material circumstances cannot stop preaching of pure devotee? For example, like Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj was not very much known. The movement could not succeed much when he was present here. Uh, can you please scroll up? Why there are differences in glorification of pure devotees in parampara? So I'm sorry, I'm not able to understand. What do you wish to ask? What do you mean by glorification of pure devotee? They offer... You mean some Acharya is successful, another Acharya is not successful? That's what he means. Some Acharya is more glorified. We tell oh, this Acharya is so nice, this Acharya is not so nice. Uh... So different Acharyas are glorified for different reasons. Jagannath Das Babaji Maharaj is also glorified and uh, Bhaktisdan Maharaj is also glorified. Bhakti Vinod Thakur Prabhupada is also glorified. But they are glorified for different reasons. So every Acharya is glorious and obviously uh, uh, a disciple has the very intimate relationship with his own spiritual master. So just like you are more close to your father little less close to the grandfather, little less to great-grandfather. So in a similar fashion, we glorify all the acharyas are great, but naturally a disciple would glorify his spiritual master. So we should not uh, see on a mundane platform that somebody could not preach. Every person is doing a different duty. The same acharya can uh, appear in another incarnation and do some other service. Like Narottam Das Thakur, the great acharya who did enormous preaching, made unlimited disciples but actually on spiritual platform is save wise to boil milk for Krishna. <laughs> so where is boiling milk for Krishna and this preaching related? So in this way Krishna assigns specific duties in specific incarnations and the devotees, all the acharyas know what their duty is. Sometimes like Haridas Thakur. So that is why when you read the books the clarity will come. So in Chaitanya Charitamrita Prabhupada answered this point very very nicely. So Haridas Thakur was given a different responsibility. Haridas Thakur told, was told, you please show the power of chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra to the people. And Haridas Thakur executed that. 24 hours he was simply chanting, chanting and chanting with almost no eating and no sleeping. Who? Which person can do that? Chanting day in and day out 24 hours without satisfying taking care of any physical body. But still he was not weak. He was able to do all the activities nicely. And such Haridas Thakur, he was... Uh, uh, completely unaffected by great torture, physical torture. He was undisturbed when Maya herself came to test Haridas Thakur, when prostitute went to test Haridas Thakur. Rather simply by hearing, without giving any instruction, any logics, simply Haridas Thakur's chanting was so powerful. The prostitute also attained the level of Haridas Thakur. She started chanting just by three nights of hearing holy name from Haridas Thakur. Prostitute started chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra 24 hours. Just imagine, a prostitute can elevate herself, this is the position of Haridas Thakur. So we cannot criticize or tell or less glorify, oh Haridash Thakur did not preach, no. That was the instruction given to Haridas Thakur. So in a similar fashion, all the Acharyas are given unique instructions and they know their duty very very nicely. How we can take Diksha? And after taking Diksha, is it necessary to stay in temple If someone wants to serve Krishna by various means for helping devotees. No, Diksha does not mean that you have to stay in the temple full time. Uh, But Diksha means complete surrenderance to spiritual master. When you are confident that yes, Diksha means it is a formal admission in the spiritual school. Just like when you agree that yes, in this school... If I take admission, whatever rules and regulations they tell, whichever the books they tell me to study, I will study that. I will cover that syllabus. Whatever uniform they tell me to purchase, I will purchase that. Whatever badge they tell me to wear, I will wear that. Whatever uh, money they charge from me, I will render that money. Whatever their time they tell me to check in and check out, I will do that. Whichever days they ask me to come to school, I will attend the school. In a similar fashion, when we are confident that I am willing to serve Krishna, not as per my desires, as per the instructions of spiritual master, when I am willing to completely surrender, then that is called Diksha. Then spiritual master starts giving spiritual instructions. So not necessary to live in temple. If you are living outside, then also it can be done. Simply a person should be willing to surrender to spiritual master completely. He should have complete faith in the Guru. What would be the planning a beginner should do to move towards Krishna consciousness. Always chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra and try to live in the association of devotees as soon as possible. Start with these things. And last question we can take for today. I can read from here only. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Hare Krishna Vishal, nice to see you here. If someone's career in the service of Krishna demands so much time. That he has no time for chanting and reading books. What should be done? Yes, so that means he is very tightly under the clutches of Maya material nature. So, uh, but it is not possible that we have no time. We can take out at least half an hour in a day. Even if we are very, very busy, at least 15 minutes we can take out. At least five minutes we can take out. So just take out five minutes in a day. Those five minutes please do not miss. So sometimes Maya can be very just like an animal maya is very tight animal cannot understand krishna consciousness so similarly some human beings for past uh, life we could be very very thoroughly occupied but still some time is there five minutes 15 minutes or even one minute we have one minute don't miss chanting and reading half minute chant hare krishna ma mantra half minute read bhagavad gita and follow this discipline then krishna will give two minutes then increase two minutes when you get two minutes, don't scroll your WhatsApp in that extra minute. Engage two minutes in the service of Krishna and then progressively you will get more and more time. To the extent one day Krishna will give entire time to engage in his service. So whatever minimum time you are getting, just don't fail every day to execute Krishna consciousness in that time. So thank you so much for asking such nice questions. Please always keep on chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra, offer food to Krishna, read Bhagavad Gita very nicely. Every day we have our sessions in which we discuss Bhagavad Gita. Please try to join the sessions. Every day we conduct Mantra Meditation Circle. Online the devotees in the, in the assembly group, they chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So these processes are very very powerful. So please try to join. And in the association of devotees, when we discuss Bhagavad Gita, when we chant, then we advance very swiftly. Thank you so much for hearing. We will meet again. Hare Krishna.